The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, my next guest has overcome immense challenges throughout his life, both inside and outside the ring. He was known as the Clonus Cyclone. He was a world champion and a member of the International Boxing Hall of Fame. He's speaking later today at the Pendulum Summit. And I'm delighted to welcome Barry McGuigan to the studio. Barry, good morning and welcome. Well, it's lovely to see you again, Pat. We've Thank soldiered you so many me. times over the years. We have indeed, and yeah. Uh, you haven't changed a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, half a head ago, you know, follically <laughs> challenged. Yeah. Now, uh, you're in the, the Pendulum someone to talk about because uh, the people who attend there tend to be uh, people who aspire to the yeah. pinnacle of performance exactly. in, in all uh, walks of life yeah D- delivering delivering high performance sharing my life's experience in leadership building resilience uh, you know um, so yeah it's 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 great and uh, busy and doing quite a bit of it over in Ireland which is which is great yeah. and uh, it's funny yeah, that younger listeners who never saw you fight mm-hmm. and who may not even know you by reputation yeah. and was so, a clone of what the hell is that? You know, it's a weather event. They will exactly, think exactly. <laughs> well, it was it was my style of fighting, and and the guy that, um, the guy that came up with the name wrote for the Daily Mirror up in in Belfast, and yeah. he said I swarmed all over my opponents, and therefore I, he thought the cyclone was a great name, and it suited my style actually because yeah. the way I fought. But so it, that's it, and of course it had to be. Uh, it had to rhyme with with a uh, clonus, so the cyclone, clonus cyclone. Clonus so it was cyclone. great. That's it, how it, so it and worked. It stuck. Well. Um, your late father used to be uh, in your corner, and uh, he, of course, had his own claim to fame. Yeah, because he yeah. was a Eurovision. Yeah. He won the Eurovision song. Uh, well, he won the Irish yeah. uh, uh, song contest in nineteen sixty eight. So he was a very popular singer, and uh, yeah, balladeer, and and um, he played the bass guitar and concert flute and tin whistle, and so he was a very talented guy. And um, yeah, died very young, fifty two years old. Yeah. So, um, but but a great man, and and I loved him, and he was really very encouraging to me as as a dad, yeah. and very helpful, and couldn't have done more for me. Yeah. Now, when uh, someone like uh, Katie Taylor or mm-hmm. any of uh, the men or women in boxing uh, win a gold or a bronze or whatever it might be in the Olympics, mm-hmm. it raises the spirits of the nation. Without doubt, and there's yeah. no doubt that's what you did in Thank all you your fights. Much, I mean, it Pat. was just phenomenal. Uh, it was, it, it, was it lifted special. us all. Yeah, well, I, it was very special and, and it was at a very difficult time in uh, Irish history you know when we look back on it in a couple of hundred years it was a very very nasty bad time and, and uh, I'm an Irishman I'm very proud of my Irish heritage uh, but because of my ancestors and my family uh, we were able because of the six counties being in part of the UK I was entitled to fight for the British title there were certain sort of people hardened Republicans that wouldn't have liked that um, and uh, you know they made it known but so it was a difficult time. It was hard to navigate your way through sure. that. Um, but but I managed you to did do have yeah, yeah, cross, yeah. cross community support. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, your fans yeah. were of all colours. Yeah, and, and, and I was very proud of that. I had tremendous support from both sides of the religious divide. And it was a very, as I said, a very taught and fraught time in Northern Ireland history at that time. And, and being able to get through it all and get have you know, incredible support yeah. from both sides of the community was something I was very, very proud of. And, uh, you know, I, uh, we fought under the United Nations flag of peace. I wouldn't wear colours that would alienate half my boxing fans. So uh, that was 
also very well received and it was it was a difficult time but we managed to do it myself and Barney Eastwood and uh, we, we had an incredible amount of support You, you became such a not just a national figure on the island of Ireland but also an international figure because on the island of Britain yeah. you were so, so well known as well um, and, and as such, you got attention from people like Dermot Morgan, the late yeah. Dermot Morgan, our father Ted. Yeah, he was he was fantastic. He was so good. He used to really piss me off because he was <laughs> he was so good at my accent. And uh, yeah, I met him several times. In fact, I met him in RT a few times, and he sort of ran away from me and said, "Don't, don't, don't hit me." And but uh, he was great, yeah, great because he brought out a record. Thank you very much, Mister Eastwood. Thank you very much, Mister Eastwood. He was very good. He was hilarious, and all of his he was a very talented young man I mean brilliantly talented and very sad that he died so young yeah and he left a legacy in Father Ted which is, is so few in number that yeah. it's it's cherished it's, you know, a bit it's, like it's, it's Faulty remarkable. Towers it's, yeah, it's, it's cherished it's remarkable it's uh, really he really was a very clever guy and, and surrounded by very good and uh, intelligent uh, actors as well and comedians etc now you're still fit as a flea but you yeah. know you couldn't go in the ring and do no, uh, no, no, I don't, I don't. 10 rounds with any of uh, the, the contemporary boxers yeah. today yeah um, but when you decided to hang up your gloves, how uh, difficult was it to leave that behind? It wasn't difficult. Um, I remember my old man, Dad, said to me, look, Barry, as soon as you start to diminish as a fighter, and in professional boxing, it's a very serious business, Pat. I mean, sure. you, uh, amateur boxing, it's three rounds, and sometimes it was four rounds, and then they had, at one stage, five rounds. But uh, it's normally three three-minute rounds. In professional boxing, in my day, it was 15 three-minute rounds. So it was, a, you know, you can get badly hurt. And, and I was and involved you, you in a tragedy. Fight, yes, yeah. that was uh, yeah. what was his name? Ali, young Ali was yeah, his name. Ali. Yeah. Alimi Mustafa from Nigeria, and he, you know, he, in 1982, uh, I knocked him out in the fourth round, and uh, he lapsed into unconsciousness and never recovered and died five months later. So it was very difficult to overcome that, but it brought it home to me and, and reinforced how dangerous professional boxing can be and when you see mismatches that yeah. must annoy you terribly when you see some no hope yeah. going in maybe for a payday yeah well that happens very to be honest that happens uh, only on your way up it doesn't happen at the highest level yeah. and, and the concern of course at the highest level Pat is that guys struggle to get down to weight and they pick a weight that's very very low and, and they have to really struggle to make it and you they're know, dehydrated without, going and they're in dehydrated and all going that. in and they, they can't get hydrated enough in the 24 hours between weigh-in time and fight time and often you know the, most of the Severe injuries are in championship fights when they're over the, the the longer distance. But you know, boxing and in fairness to the British Boxing Board of Control and the BUI in Ireland, the, the standards of medical practice has improved tremendously, and you know the the accidents have reduced really, really down to almost nothing. Um, but you know, it's a tough business, and you know that's what I do now. I'm, I sort of help mentor my son Shane and my son Jake's fighters and uh, we've got nine fighters we've got uh, the world cruiserweight champion um, Lawrence Ocoli we've got um, uh, Daniel Dubois who ho- holds a version of the world heavyweight title uh, we've got uh, Chris Billum smith British European and Commonwealth champion we've got two amazing girls 
a girl called Caroline Dubois, who's sensational talent, and uh, Ellie Scottney, who's also fights for the world title in April. So mm. it's it's a very busy gym, and, and uh, we have a cross-section of various different communities. We've got a young mm. Pakistani kid called Adam, a British Pakistani called uh, Adam Azim, and he is unbelievably talented probably the most talented kid we've ever had and uh, he's going to win major prizes uh, down the line and so you can see it at this I, early stage I, I can say oh he's sensational I mean you never sort of <laughs> I don't want to talk at a turn <laughs> so I won't name any names but he sparred on Tuesday with three big guys and he knocked out all three of them in, in that spar and didn't even finish his 10 rounds so wow. he's a sensational talent and very very powerful and you know we're going to have problems getting sparring partners but he's like unbelievably uh, I, I talented so. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to come back if you got knocked down the last time you know <laughs> but uh, yeah it's, it's, it's great to still be involved in the game and, and, and help as much as I can to encourage these kids to, to realise their potential now, after retirement from the ring, I, you kept fit because you're still fit today, but you did other things. I mean, yeah. you were in Hell's Kitchen at one point. Yeah, I won, I won Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> My wife says, you could never win that. How did you win that? So Because I can't really cook. Um, but I won it. I think it was more of a popularity contest. And I spent most of the time refereeing between Paul Young and, and uh, um, the various different... Jim Davidson was fighting with everybody. So it was, uh, it was good fun. It was an enjoyable, an enjoyable. And then you got behind the wheel, and I, yeah. I, I know you've always liked cars. Yeah, I, I love, I love cars, and I, I, I've raced in rally cross and various rallies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, my, my my enthusiasm far outweighed my skill and ability <laughs> as a driver. So I had many many uh, bumps and scrapes. Uh, so I, I, you know, I enjoyed that. But um, yeah, still involved in the game. I write about it all the time. Uh, do a lot yeah. of motivation stuff, and um, yeah, still involved. With, with with boxing and, and love it. Now uh, into every life, grief uh, yeah. will intrude, and I mean the mm-hmm. loss of your dad prematurely was one, yeah. but the loss of your daughter yeah. is just a, a catastrophe, a yeah. calamity. Yeah, yeah, un- unimaginable sadness for us. Um, we're now three and a half years uh, past uh, when Nika passed away, and it's like. I I can't get in and talk about it too much because if I get into it too much I get upset and and it it I can't even talk because because of how much she meant to us and how much um it destroyed the family and and um you know uh, but we keep her in our memory and we 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 talk about her all the time as if she's still here and mm. um you know she's she's she was an amazing young girl and you know I look for example at um this film a banshee of Inish Fern and, and, and all of the, the, the kids that were nominated and one of them was a young Barry Cogan who, who worked with Nika many times and it, it, we're delighted and hope that they will pull it off when it comes around to Oscar night and, and it's you know she done her drama education over here in the in the uh-huh. Gaiety and so really strong links with, with Ireland and of course I'm very close to Jim Sheridan uh, and Of course you were involved in, in, in tutoring Daniel yeah, Day-Lewis yeah, in yeah. The Boxer Yeah and, and it was a great experience and he was a incredible talent and inc- incredibly 
talented as, as an athlete as well as an amazing yeah. actor and one of the greatest of all time and it was great to be around that sort of brilliance and seeing it and Jim of course is a is a, an incredible uh, genius himself and just being around him and we're, we're great friends and he lost his wife Fran a couple of years ago so yeah. we've shared a lot of grief together and, and sadness and it's it's you know it's just a, it's a life you know it's a normal life yeah, with its ups and its downs. Now, mm. um, you're obviously a, a, a guy who always strives for excellence, even if you crash the car from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but can you actually uh, teach that to people? You know, you're going to be motivating yeah. people today, but yeah. or or is it? Uh, I was talking to Michael Johnson about this yesterday. Is it kind of is it born that kind of competitive? I, I think I think you have. Um, that you have natural competitiveness. You have it's innate. You have to have a, a, an ambition to be the best you can, and then it's a series of hard work, discipline, supl- surrounding yourself with talented guys, sparring with the best. In my business, sparring with the best people. In in any business, finding the best uh, what you do and being around them, and being observant and doing your homework and working hard and listening. As well as as well as talking, listening, it's very very important to listen and pick up all of the all of the good traits that you can. But it's about it, it's ultimately about hard work, Pat. It's yeah. about it's about graft and it's about being observant and it's about having the intellect and the intelligence to understand how others can help you. Yeah, uh, you uh, decided to hang up the gloves at the appropriate time when yeah. you could no longer deliver at mm-hmm. the level that you would feel uh, comfortable delivering. But we played at the very beginning of the programme today when we were announcing that you were going to be on mm-hmm. a clip of you saying, you know, that moment when you cross the ring and you yeah. touch gloves yeah. with your opponent, mm-hmm. that moment cannot be replaced. No, no, no. You, I mean, to be honest, you know, you, you, I, I still work out a couple of days a week and I use the concept to enroll, which is great for getting your, keeping your heart in condition. Loads of chins and dips and press-ups and all body weight exercises, lunges and leg press and so on. But there's nothing that replaces the, you know, being, just when that bell goes and when you're at the height of your fitness and alertness and, you know, is there any, the any sense of being scared at all, yeah, no matter who I, you're facing? I, I, I think I think you learn to cope with your your being nervous and being frightened, uh, and it's you know you have to have courage to take that step into the ring and, and and allow that bell to ring and then take the risks on board. But it's part of the business. It's part of it. Your opponents doing the same thing, but there's nothing like. Um, you know, fighting at the highest level, professional boxing at the highest level. Uh, there's nothing to replace it. Absolutely yeah. nothing. Do you feel pain? Yeah, lots of pain. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering whether the adrenaline pumping through yeah. kind of mitigates the pain and you well, don't no, realise no, until the following do- morning, my God, that yeah, fella hit we, me. I mean, you, it does. Uh, I mean, you... The, your adrenaline and your ambition and your drive gets you through difficult circumstances but often you're exhausted your opponent's exhausted and it's the guy that wants it more you know but it also has to have you know it's a combination of cunning it's a, a, a ability power speed stamina um, and and knowing that you know knowing how to beat somebody mm. having the right tactics and having a good coach to work so with so even as, well. as you're doing it you're analysing everything absolutely. you're it's looking con- at what he's uh, happening to him and is he yeah. wilting yeah it's absolutely i mean it's it, it's a game of physical chess and you're working out 
how much your opponent's got. Is he is he trying to cod you? Is he trying to fool you? You know, I, I had a great left hook to the body. Uh, all my left side was terrific, and when I would I would hit guys to the head to get them to lift their hands up, and then I'd bury a left hook into the body. And then, and it sounds really visceral, but I used to lift, uh, get in close to them after I'd landed that left hook to the body, and I'd give them a little shove. And when they went, oh, <laughs> I knew they were in trouble. And and then I had to be ruthless to get them out of there. It's 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 you know it's it's a visceral business, but it's a brilliant sport. And uh, as long as you get in and out at the right time. Mm. It's that moment, I suppose, when uh, you're in the centre of the ring and uh, it hasn't been a knockout. Mm -hmm. So the two of you have had toe-to-toe and the referee has each of your wrists in either hand. Yeah. And if your hand goes up, I'm sure the elation obliterates all, all the, the pain, pain. Yeah, yeah, and the other fella. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> his pain is exactly. multiplied. Exactly. Well, I mean, Pedroza in in June the eighth, nineteen eighty five, fifteen rounds flat out, and you know we're in the centre of the ring, and you think, well, oh, I've done well. Have I got it? Have I won it? And then. Uh, you know he but we I, I was pretty sure that I won the fight and he'd been champion for seven years he'd been 19 successful defences of his title and that was you know 27 people 27,000 people there that night 19 million watching on the BBC and on the RTE so I mean we never get those figures again but it was an amazing night and then when he raised your hand it, and just confirming what you thought but weren't sure of I mean that was one of the greatest moments yeah. of my life and of course um, if you were at a certain Olympic Games and you had certain judges you could never be sure no matter how well you did are you concerned that boxing might be not featuring in the Olympics because of all the well it's not going to be in Paris 24 so um, uh, uh, you know I'm worried about it of course um, and uh, it seems to me that the guy that's in at the moment is a little bit corrupt he's a Russian guy close to Vladimir Putin and um, you know the IOC are worried about him I think uh, they came in and, and and tried to oversee the judging and improve yeah. that and up, 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 uh, upgrade the, the, the actual judging and, and the honesty of the judging but it's you, I don't know that you can ever eliminate uh, potential corruption yeah. in the sense that if somebody wants to give a decision to this guy instead of this guy he's always going to find a way to, to yeah, justify it, it. so it's, it's hard to to um, it's it's hard to eliminate that completely, but it's getting better, and I hope that the sport will comp- continue to blossom and get back into the Olympic yeah. Games because it's very very important. A, a final comment. This is from Tom. He says, "I think Barry and his success is a huge part of why Irish boxing became so strong, amateur or professional." Can you recall any other Irish pro fighter from that time? He definitely inspired a new generation. Following his fights was akin to following Jack Charlton's Ireland. So thank you very you much, Tom. It's lovely, Barry. Thank you very much for dropping. In to see you. I'm delighted to see you again after a little while, and uh, best of luck today with the Pendulum Summit. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.